Chapter 14, Brain Energy. Yeah, show your fancy cover. It's a true story. I left my book sitting on my desk over the weekend, and the sun warped it. Slacker. So it's, um, it's truly one of a kind at this point. But uh, so yeah, so Chapter 14, Contributing Cause, Sleep, Light, and Circadian Rhythms. So I, I did a little research. Uh, circadian rhythm is that process of sleep and wake cycle that you do over any 24-hour period of time, and you actually repeat it. So if I go to bed and every day at 9 o'clock, my body says, all right, this is time what you should be going to bed, and this, get used to it. That's what circadian rhythm is. Go to bed at 9, and I should wake up by 5, right? I mean, you, so you're telling me I'm going to jack mine up tonight with the Bucks coming? You are. You are. Probably a little cold beer, too, and there's somewhere why did, true. And, why did, I hope not, fact, not on a Monday night. Right. Um, why do they do football at 8.15 on a Monday night in Florida? I don't know. So, yeah, so sleep, light, circuit. Again, I think I've said this, every one of these contributing cause chapters, it makes sense, right? Um, sleep, we'll, I guess we'll start there. I mean, that is the, uh, uh, in regards to metabolism, and it, that's when the body slows down, Um goes into like a rest and repair cycle, right? Certain um, genes or cells turn off. Certain ones obviously run nonstop. Um, so what time you heal? I mean, yeah, you know, find me a, I was having this argument, argument with my son the other day. I said, find me a performance athlete that operates at a very high level that gets five hours of sleep a night. You won't do it. You won't do it. There, there's no way. I mean, you get back to the the old days of baseball and the Babe Ruths with the guys drunk in the clubhouses and stuff, or even right. Lenny Dykstra, Pete, or not Pete Rose days, but the Phillies from the 80s and 90s. I mean, maybe you're talking like, oh, that's a that's a different era. But those those guys weren't, and I don't think they could hold a candle to today's high-performance athletes. These athletes have realized just how important sleep is. Yeah. And and I think in the era you're talking, they were supplementing. Yeah, they were. They were not just with <laughs> yeah. with little alcohol either. It was, no. with, it was with the the stuff. It snowed a lot, right? In that era, you know. But yeah, sleep is important, and I I, I get it. My wife occasionally works a night shift. It it I see it from an outsider, and I see just how detrimental it is to a lot of areas. It's detrimental to mood. It's detrimental to anger. It's detrimental yeah. to weight gain. It's humans, in my opinion, weren't made to work at night. They were. Now, I'm going to call it out and throw the hand grenade out there, and I'm going to get a lot of bad emails. But I don't. I don't believe they were meant to work at night. I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think we can definitely adapt. You know, so he he kind of. I thought it was interesting. As he, he's talking about sleep and he goes into what you might expect, you know, seven to nine hours a night is the healthiest. Um, um, but he in, ends one paragraph. Sleep allows metabolic resources to be devoted to growth, maintenance and repair functions. We get that, right? But then he jumps into safety. When a person's safety is threatened, sleep needs to wait. Rest and repair are never as important as survival. This includes not just physical for survival, but also status in society. Um, anything that has us worried, blah, 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 we lose sleep. And he points out this is normal. 
It's, it's a survival mode. It's not a disorder. You ever you but, ever woke up in the middle of the night because you thought you heard something, went to your gun safe and picked out your gun and walked around the house a little bit? Or your bat or whatever it might have been? I've gone around the back of my house right. for somebody in the front yard. And 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 what does your heart do for the next two hours? Oh, you don't, say you, you want to go, it's time, right. time to go to sleep? Right, right, right. Well, and I would even point to it at, at the, the most basic level, my wife, um, for all intents and purposes, she doesn't have much to truly stress about. It's not like she's in a, a high-end sales job or, you know, but she will, there are nights she just wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and her brain is just spinning, whether it's about our son at college or Emma's upcoming prom or Everett's soccer game coming up, you know. And she, her brain will just spin, and it stops that rest and repair. And she'll lay there, she'll lay there and toss and turn till six or seven o'clock. But it's not true deep sleep. Deep yeah. sleep. Yeah, right. Uh, so sleep that leads into sleep deprivation. He says here can worsen depression, mania, anxiety, dementia, ADHD, schizophrenia, and substance use disorders. It can also exacerbate metabolic disorders. People with diabetes see their blood sugars rise. Please, people with obesity can gain more weight. And he uses that similar phrase from the last chapter. Feedback cycle. It compounds upon itself. Right. The more it goes unchecked. You know. So how does that tie to circadian rhythm? Um, so is, is sleep not as valuable as sleep that's in its proper place in the circadian rhythm? Is that what... You know, I, I have uh, for there was I think I mentioned it before on one of the other snackcasts. There's a guy, uh, Huberman Labs, uh, that you can follow on Instagram, and this guy is absolute beast when it comes to circadian rhythms and research in that field. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't caught up on enough of it, but he says it's so unbelievably important that you are outside for the first 15 minutes of the day. That you wake up when the sun wakes up and it's, it's, um, he's like, there's test after test after test that, that tell you truly the benefits of this. And he's gone into depression. I think he's gone into several of these different diseases and talked about just how important it is. So may I, to that point, um, I've, I've quit using my alarm because I can't stand what? When, what? What? Right. right. <laughs> What's wrong with that? When you're coming out of rest and it's supposed to be peaceful. Yeah. Well, that. But when when you, I don't know about y'all, but every now and then I'll wake up at like five o'clock and I'm like, well, I'm gonna stay in bed. And I'm not ready yet. And next thing you know, I hit like the deepest sleep. That last hour of sleep last hour. is pretty good. And then to your point, and you come out of that deep sleep so abruptly, so. Part of it is I'm, is I'm getting old and I just wake up earlier. Another part of it is I just can't stand that abruptness anymore. So if you know of any apps, um, I did some research this weekend on the heels of reading this chapter. Um, I'd love to find one that slowly lit your phone up, right? Or just slowly started to elevate in volume. I haven't found one yet. If you have one, email us, snackcast at yes.fit. Yeah, um, that's interesting. You know, but I'd love to be able to 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 know that I was not going to miss my wake up, but it not be like someone shot me in the calf with a BB gun. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, 
you know, I guess he talked about, uh, you know, drugs a little bit. He talked about melatonin, not really a drug, but talks about how like going down that path of taking, being reliant on these things. And I got to tell you, I don't know about you, but I, if, if I'm having a hard time sleeping and I take a melatonin, I don't sleep nearly as good as if I had just regular sleep. I've actually never taken it. Really? It's supposed to be a natural sleep aid. And it it is. That's what the body produces is melatonin, right? right? But I don't, I don't get anywhere close to that, what they call the REM sleep. I don't get anywhere close to that when it's, it's like knock you out. Don't think, don't do anything. We'll wake you up at eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's how it is to me. Now, my wife and kids can take melatonin left and right. And they're like, oh, I wake up fresh as a daisy. And I'm like, huh. I wake angry. Wake up angry. Yeah, I've never tried it. I, I know, I think my mother's tried it. And, you know, I've heard it. I think you've mentioned trying it before. But um, so on the heels of the melatonin, he gets us into some details of a study they did with some mice and, and melatonin um, deficiency, I guess, and its effects on mitophagy. But he ends that with um, a statement about chronic sleep deprivation, which I was like, whoa, Cr- chronic sleep deprivation is a known risk factor for Alzheimer's. Hmm. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're on the path to, you're on a path to getting sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. He goes into, um, mitochondria's play, at, uh, um, playing the role of controlling sleep. So there's that cycle right. again, right? There's right. that, does mitochondria control sleep or does sleep help mitochondria? I mean, that's, yeah. You're in that loop again. Uh, light affects mitochondria. And again, I, like I mentioned with the Huberman labs there, he's talked about that importantness, uh, if that's even a word, how important that is for that early morning light to play a role in your life. Um, so you're, you're kind of getting into, we're running a little long on this one, so maybe we can jump to it. But the bright light therapy at the end, um, I found fascinating. And he, so bright light therapy, what is it? 10,000 lux, the measure of light intensity. Um, bright light therapy has been used in a wide variety of disorders, including seasonal affective disorder, bipolar disorder, major depression, postpartum depression, insomnia, traumatic brain injury, and dementia. And he gets into a case study at the end, a kid named Caleb. Yeah, tell, talk about that. So Caleb was, I forget old, he was young, he's in school, 12. Okay. Um, all kinds of issues, diagnosed with ADHD, put on drugs, put on sleeping pills. Um, his trouble at school worsened. His IQ and learning abilities were high. They weren't the problem. Um, but he was headed down this negative path. And I guess the parents got frustrated with all the treatments they were being given. This kid was stabbing himself with pencils, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, um, bodily harm. So anyways, they... um. I guess they end up with Dr. Palmer, and um, he said we chose two interventions based on the metabolic basis of bipolar disorder. Long story short, I don't want to read it to you because I think it gets boring when we just read. Um, but they, he asked the kid to cut out the sweets Monday through Friday, if I recall. Right. And the kid was eating a lot of sweets. There was the after, after school, you deserve it. There was the after right. dinner, snack before bed. Right. Um, 
he would play video games as soon as he woke up in the morning, and which I would consider a bad thing, but Doc Palmer didn't change that. Right. I guess he gave in to the, hey, we got to give something. But he put him on bright light therapy. So the first 30 minutes of the kid's day, he would play video games while the bright light therapy was on him. And he cut out the sweets. And I don't remember the time frame, next semester, next year, whatever. He was on the honor roll. All the behavioral things had cleared up um, the, with no drugs, no sleep aids. No, his parents actually took him off all the ADHD medications. Cut out the sugars, put him on bright light therapy. Changed I guess the ADHD medicine was, and it does this, it actually, uh, it's hard for a, a child to come down because they are stimulants, most of them, um, off the ADHD medication, and then it's hard for them to go to sleep. Yeah. So it's like meth light, right? Yeah, it is meth light. There's no doubt. Yeah. So no, it's um, it was a pretty interesting case study at the end for Caleb and how bright light affected him. Um, and of course he mentions the food with Caleb, and it looks like the next chapter. That's what we're going to get into: food fasting in your gut. Now you're getting into my wheelhouse, right? This is like, <laughs> oh, that's where I want to be too. So, um, chapter fourteen. It was sleep, light, and the circadian rhythm. Um, Kevin had to explain to me that circadian rhythm was not those little bugs that make the noise up in the trees at night. But um, what are they called? Aren't they like circadian? Something like that. Um, so anyways, we hope you enjoyed it. Questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast.yes.fit. Stay moving. See ya. <laughs>